The ball got stripped away. In the air, the Browns fight for the ball, and it's picked up by Miles Garrett. He's going to score. Touchdown. 
uh, right from the get. So we need to, if Jadavion Clowney is even in question, you know, we got we to gotta figure this out. We got to find somebody to play defensive end for the Browns in uh, 2022 because it's a, it's, it's a must. Another must is that second receiver. I know we have all this, you know, good momentum going for Donovan Peoples-Jones. We think this guy's going to be a star. It's also a chance that he's not going to be a star. So if you don't have to rely on Donovan Peoples-Jones as your number two going into next year, that is going to be phenomenal, especially for a team that, you know, we don't know how much of Deshaun Watson we're going to get next year, but, you know, we'll probably get a decent amount. And, you know, if Jacoby Brissett can keep this ship afloat, you know, we're going to have a shot at making the playoffs. And you're, if you're aspiring to do anything in the playoffs, get there in the first place, you need someone else in your wide receiver room other than Amari Cooper. You know, is that going to be Jarvis Landry? We don't know. Would I prefer it to be someone other than Jarvis Landry, someone that gives you a little more than Jarvis Landry, like Brandon Cooks? That's probably not going to happen. It really seems like the Texans are wanting a second-round pick or they're not going to trade Cooks. And, you know, that makes a lot of sense from the Texans' side because, um, you know, they're, they have a mess at quarterback right now. They probably need all the help they can get. If uh, Brandon Cooks, you know, he, this is the last year of his deal. If he walks next year, you know, they'll probably get like a comp pick for him. So, you know, if you're not going to give them a higher pick for Brandon Cooks this year, which would have to be a second because the comp pick will probably be a third rounder, what incentive is it for the Texans to trade Brandon Cooks this year? There isn't one. So that's unlikely. Will Fuller, you know, I don't know what's going on with him. I don't know if he wants to play with Deshaun Watson. I don't know if the Browns have had any serious conversations with him. Um, I know there's some reporting out there that they've talked. You know, what does that mean? Does that mean, you know, you hit me up on WhatsApp, see what I was doing, you know, last Saturday, or did they actually, you know, have a meeting? Who knows? So I'm not, you know, that's DJ Metcalf. That's a pipe dream. Let's be honest. Even if the Seattle actually did want to trade DJ Metcalf, it's going to take a first round pick, maybe a second round pick to move that guy. I know we're all shocked that the Browns were able to get Amari Cooper uh, for a fifth round pick. And then you got people um, out here trading like first round picks for Tyreek Hill. That's because Amari Cooper was like the Cowboys were strapped with their cap. You know, they're trying to move that $20 million uh, con a year contract. So that was a little bit of different. I know everybody's like, Andrew's a wizard. Andrew's, Andrew Barry's a wizard, but, and he is a wizard. He is a wizard. Um, but, you know, those were just kind of different circumstances. But, you know, trading a second or a first round, you're 44 overall to D for even if you traded 44 overall for DJ Metcalf. And, you know, you're going to get a great player back. DK, I keep saying DJ, uh, DK Metcalf, um, he needs a new contract too. So you're going to pay another 20 plus million dollars to another receiver. That's just not feasible, especially when you need to sign a defensive end. You know, you still have Baker Mayfield's money on the books. You know, you have a Denzel Ward that you need to extend. You have a David Njoku that you need to extend. You know, Deshaun Watson's money is going to be kicking in next year. Like, you're going to, you can't afford to. Um, I know everyone thinks the cap's fake, but you can't afford to 20 million plus receivers right now with this current roster set up and the players we have on it because we have a lot of talented players and you got to pay those talented players so that's probably a pipe dream so we could probably put the dk metcalf thing to rest so i would think the most likely scenarios right now are a will fuller or a jarvis landry we'll see what kind of money they're looking for and if that's going to be a even feasible for the Browns after, you know, they make some other moves. Well, we got to get somebody. That's all I'm going to say is we got to figure this out. If we think that we're going to roll into the season with a room like Anthony Schwartz, a rookie, Donovan Peoples-Jones, and Amari Cooper, 
and you know a, a specialist in you know uh grant that we got from the doll or the bears you know he's like he's just a return specialist like that's he's not going to give you anything in the receiver room we got to get somebody we got to get somebody but that's my rant on the browns uh where we kind of sit with them um what else is that's pretty much it's pretty much it man as far as the browns news goes uh you know the the nca uh double uh NCAA um, basketball championship was last night on a Monday night. Started at 9 p.m. Only saw the first half because, you know, starting a championship game at 9 p.m. on a Monday is, sounds like a great idea, doesn't it, Aaron? I mean, I mean, what are we doing here? What's the point of this? Is it West Coast? Is it just the West Coast bias? It could be, but I don't. The thing is, the Super Bowl was the opposite. So, like, the Super Bowl got played in in uh, L.A. and out there, it was like the game was starting at like 4.30 their time. So they kind of got the opposite in the Super Bowl. But then, yeah, same thing with um, college football. I, maybe it's just an NCAA thing. I don't really know. Um, but, yeah, this whole 9.20 start time was just kind of re- – I, I think football is worse, though, because football is going to be four hours, especially for a championship game. And if you don't start that till 8.30, 9 o'clock on a Monday, it's like people got to go to work the next day. Well, this, I think that the – the, you know, the college football playoff, those were obviously on the weekends, like the semifinals, but the finals is always on a Monday. And, you know, it always well, that's starts. what I'm saying. It always yeah, starts. Doesn't it start at like 8 p.m.? Like, yeah. You know, well, that's so what I'm saying. The college football. Midnight. Yeah. College football national championships is always on a Monday and it always starts at like 8 or 9 p.m. And I don't know if it's, I mean, they obviously have a good reason for doing it. They wouldn't do it if they weren't going to make money. Every, let's be honest, it's, it's a money decision. It's got to be. So they're obviously, you know, seeing some sort of viewership tick in, I don't know, Texas or somewhere else where it's not actually 9 p.m. Same thing with college basketball, though. I just, I don't know. It's the Monday night thing is tough and the super late on a weeknight is tough. And I'm I'm with you. I'm not for it. I love weak sports. They just got to start at a decent time if you want me to watch the whole thing, you know. It's yeah. A- it's and I I agree it's got to be about money but it's like how much do they just there's this, I feel like it's always been this way so maybe there's just this giant unknown about all this money that they could be making if they would just make it on a regular night or like a a Sunday night even or even a I just I don't understand why the Super Bowl's on a Saturday anyways I know we play NFL football on Sunday but you know Super Bowl is like a gigantic event I've never understood that I know I'm preaching to the choir right now. Um, but along with like the you know the college football national championship, like let's just get it on a Saturday. Like how hard can it be? Push it back a week. Like it's, just make it happen because this. I'm sure a lot of us listening to this did not either watch it at all or did not watch the whole thing because you know a lot of us have to work at early in the morning. Well, the one thing I will say about college football national championship, which is again money, um, but because of the timing of it, it's competing with NFL playoff games. So if your college football national championship is what the second weekend in January, usually at least the last few years when they've had the playoff, um, that's either the last, I'm trying to remember now, I think January is like the first. Well, now it's week 19, 17, 19. No, there's maybe. only 17 games, so it'd have to be 18. Oh, it'd yeah, either 18. be you would either be competing with, and I think even during the regular season, it could be week three. And if you're competing with NFL games, like the fact that 
you would be competing with those NFL games means you're not going to get the viewership that you want. So that's why it's on a Monday. And before the NFL expanded their season, when it was only 16 instead of 17 games, that that weekend was the first weekend of the NFL playoffs, which is obviously huge for them viewership wise. So they can't play those college football games on a Saturday because there's NFL playoff games on that Saturday. So I could see that if, if, if what I'm thinking is correct and that now that's the last week of the regular season, they might move it back to a Saturday um, just because there aren't going to be NFL playoff games on Saturday. So you could have the national championship on Saturday night and then week 18 of the regular season the next day on Sunday. But there's just two schmucks who don't know anything about anything talking about it, I guess. Yeah. yeah. The other thing is the NFL has always kind of worked with the college football in their endeavor so i definitely don't think it's like uh it's my night like you know you're not gonna get this so yeah. whatever um some other nfl news um Devontae parker i know i brought him up last week uh potential browns target um similar receiver to somebody we have in donovan people's jones but you know i kind of he's ended up he's going to the patriots so that's not gonna happen either um the saints and the eagles making a very uninteresting, but uninteresting trade. Essentially, it's the Saints traded. Uh, I like the deal for the Eagles a lot. They, you know, they pushed. They had three firsts this year. They pushed one back to next year, and they picked up um, another second and third round pick from the Saints. I don't understand it from the Saints' perspective unless they are like all in on a quarterback this year. You know, there's somebody like a Kenny Pickett. They're looking to like make a move up. Um, I've got I've got the numbers right in front of me. So the Saints receive the number 16 pick, the number 19 pick, and the number 194 pick. The Eagles get 18, 101, 237, and then next year's first round pick, and the year after that a second round pick. So you're giving you're you're basically trading five picks for three picks, but the top three of both teams are all this year. So the Eagles are getting more, but the Saints are getting higher. So they have two in the top 20. The Saints have two in the top 20 now because of this trade, which is not nothing. It's not nothing, but it's why did you feel the need to give up a second and a third round pick to pick up a first this year unless you're going after quarterback or unless you just love two players that you're so sure are going to be there in the middle of the first round. Like that's kind of, that's why I think it almost has to be like, they want to trade up for a quarterback. Um, like you think they will trade again, use those two, like has, use 16 yeah, and use, 19 to get up into the top five or whatever. Something like that. That's the only thing that makes sense because what's the point you're, you have no idea what's going to happen at picks in front of you. If you're sitting at pick, you know, if you were moving up from like not from like where they were at 18, if you were moving up to like five or something like that, that's a little more understandable because, you know, you have way more control over what happens from there. But like you're just guessing that. So if you just want two players, you know, you have no idea if the two players you actually want and that you just gave up all that capital for are going to still be there. Like that's that's crazy. So that's what makes me think that the Saints want a quarterback this year, which doesn't make any sense because they just signed our Lord and Savior uh, James Winston. I don't really understand <laughs> what the issue is there. And they signed Andy Dalton. So that well, doesn't, it, could be, I it could be a receiver thing. I mean, the receiver class is loaded and right now they've got Michael Thomas and who yes. even, even knows if he's going to play. Like, That's what I'm saying. So maybe they want two chances at, you know, 
Now, a lot of people are saying Wilson and Olave will be, obviously I think they'll be gone by then, but. Oh yeah. But I'm saying like those other guys, those three, four, five receivers. They might be too. If if you get two or three receivers in the top 10, you think those guys are going to, I mean, people are going to start moving up for these guys. It's a deep receiver class, but I mean, I don't know. It's, It's the, I like it from the Eagles standpoint because they pushed one. The Browns had three first round picks one year, and I was like, that was really weird. Like, and then they all had the fifth year options come up at the same time. You know, obviously they traded Jabriel Preppers, but they, you know, they had they had Miles Garrett and David Njoku, all that same class, and it was just kind of weird. It's like, and you gotta have all that money, that guaranteed money up front for them. Um it was just it was just weird. So they pushed a the pitch back next year. Um you know, I could see them writing this out with Jalen Hurts for another year. And then, you know, next year is sp- everybody hates the quarterbacks. I wish Corey was on because, you know, he pro- he hates all the quarterbacks in this class, too. But um, everybody hates them. And it's just like, but next year, you know, we got a CJ Stroud. We got um, Bryce Love, right? Yep. We got him. And then there's like some other um, there's like the Kentucky quarterback. There's there's a bunch. I can't. Uh, this is where you lose the uh, the stuff that Corey gives you on this side of the podcast. I'm really just here for, you know, bird jokes. Speaking of birds, I'm a little off topic here. Dude, I brought up Russia and Ukraine once. Just said one comment about them last week. It felt like the very next day, the birds. I know you were uh, on this podcast, uh, AB, after birds. Um, but yeah, last year, there was a full-out war between me and the birds um, in my shutters. Um, so if you're a, if you're an OG listener, you know all about this. The birds were essentially just shitting all over my shutters, um, building nests, driving me crazy. Um, you could hear them inside the house. Uh, it was an all-out war. And you know, our official podcast stance is we don't believe in birds. You know, they're just drones. Um, so you know, government got I don't know if they're tapping um, our feed on here. Um, you know, maybe we got a lot of uh, publicity from our live stream, and they just you know we. We put a target on our back, but, you know, they heard me say one thing about Russia, sent them out, sent out the whole squad. So I'm being, uh, you know, attacked by birds again, drones, birds, drones, same thing. So I'm in a, I'm fighting for my life out here, Aaron, is basically what I'm trying to say. You're going to be fighting for listeners after that rant. I'm sure everyone has already paused or turned off. No, they understand. We're in this together. We're a podcast family. They know, they know the bird struggle. It's really, it really was a, a running thing last year that it's it's all out war out here in these streets and you know i'm gonna have to do what i can but you know they're already trying to take out the cardboard i put behind them you know i bought this big plastic fake owl that i thought that you know would scare them away um and you know it worked for like a day and then you know they recalibrated um the, the birds and you know uh fixed that little bug that was in there to uh be scared of plastic owls i'm doing the finger um wink thing right now air quotes air quotes yeah there you go thank you but yeah so they're back all out birds brawl and you know it's on topic a little bit we're talking about the eagles but yeah eagles man they're gonna get they're gonna get two good players this year they're gonna have two picks next year if they want to move up for a quarterback so i like it for them uh other nfl news I guess there is one thing we could talk about. Another thing we could talk about the Browns. Baker Mayfield, you know, we'll never be done with Baker Mayfield. He's going to be in our lives forever. It's like we're, we married him and we, we took our vows seriously. Unlike 50% of, you know, the, the population around here. Um, I don't know the current divorce rates, but I can't imagine they're too, too great after 
you know, those two years of COVID and just having to be around the same person every single day. But, you know, can't speak for everyone. But yeah, so Baker's going on, like, what's it called? It's called, like, if you don't know, you know, then now you know, or something like that. Some podcast with some guy named Mike. I don't think that's what it's called, but. <laughs> some guy <laughs> named Mike. Some guy named Mike hosts it. Um, I don't know why Mike's, mo- like most of our celebrities in America, I don't know why Mike is famous, uh, but he is. And uh, this is the same podcast that, you know, Johnny Manziel went on um, and, you know, aired a couple of his grievances with Cleveland, um, which, you know, are partially justified, partially aren't. You know, he I think everybody can agree that the Browns weren't the most stable franchise when Johnny Manziel came along. But, you know, Johnny Manziel wasn't also the most stable human being when he came along. So just a bad recipe all all the way around. So well, it'll be interesting to see what uh what Baker has to say. Um, it'll be his first kind of public platform. Um, apparently, they've already recorded the episode, so we're just kind of waiting waiting around to see how much mayhem and it's um, uh, it's called "You Never Know." You know what I mean? That's yeah, close, the podcast close enough. So yeah, um, I'm sure he's going to get a nice Cleveland bump from that episode. That'll probably be one of their highest. Uh, highest uh, listenership or whatever episodes but yeah so that'll be fun i don't know what he's gonna say i really don't uh emily responded to something on twitter like uh i think it was which i don't know why i just said his name bleep that out actually just bleep his name out i don't want to give him any shine um <laughs> but uh yeah he like she like responded to his tweet about it and she was like we're just going on because he's our friend, you know, he has no intentions of talking about work. I was like, what the, wow, what? You think he's going to want to not get invited on that podcast if you're not, oh yeah, I don't want to talk about football. Uh, (laughs) Okay. He he wants to hear your, 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 you know, your recipes that you got going down there in Texas or something like that. What do you put in your coffee every morning, Baker? What's your, what's your kill death ratio on, uh, whatever that game you're always on is like, I mean, this, what do you think he wants to talk about? What do you think? Nobody's going like, yeah. So that makes no sense. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm, I'm in a holding pattern with that. I'm honestly excited. If I didn't think it was going to totally just destroy, which I don't know, maybe it won't. Maybe I'm being pessimistic. I don't know. If I didn't think it was just going to totally destroy his trade value, even, you know, not that there is much trade value right now, I would actually be really excited to hear what he has to say. Like, it would be really entertaining. Like, you know, I'd love to get Baker on our podcast and open invite if he ever wants to. Love to. We'll give you a platform. We'll even, I'll even agree with him about, you know, a lot of things, or at least pretend to agree with him. Just get him on our side, butter him up a little bit. You know, that's what you got to do with the guests. You got to make them feel safe, make them feel. And then you come in from the top rope, like Pat McAfee from WrestleMania. <laughs> just drop drop the heavy hitting question on him. And then he's like, oh, I thought this guy was my friend. I better answer it. Then we, then we got him. Hook, line, and sinker. Ba-bang. Got him. So, yeah. Open invite, Baker. If you ever want to come on, nothing rhymes with orange. Happy to have you. Hopefully, Corey will show up for that episode. No guarantees, though. <laughs> Stuff out here, stuff out here. But yeah, all right. So yeah, I, I wanted to ask you, Aaron, what is your favorite out of all the offseason moves that have happened? The crate, and this seems like the crate, one of the craziest offseasons. I feel like, especially with quarterback movement, with receiver unit movement. What's your like? What's your favorite? Well, let's do this first. What's your favorite with all the receiver movement? What was your favorite receiver? Where do you like his the newest receivers destination? Where do you think that that team got the maybe not it doesn't even have to be the best receiver like 
okay, probably Tyreek Hill was probably the best receiver to actually move teams. But that doesn't mean that Tyreek Hill is in the best situation down there in Miami with, you know, two of two two gloves, you know, throwing them ducks. So who is your favorite uh, receiver? The, uh, what what team do you receiver? What am I trying to say here? Help me out here. You know what I'm trying I, to say. I know exactly what you're trying to say. Favorite <laughs> move by a receiver to a new team. Yeah, I mean, it sounds homerish to say the Browns, but I really do like the Amari Cooper um, move. Obviously, it was a trade, so it wasn't like his decision necessarily, Amari's. But I think it does a couple of things for the Browns. First of all, it was we've talked about this a bunch, so we don't need to reelaborate that it was a very low cost move. Um, and I think you were talking about this earlier, and I kind of wanted to bring up that, like, in addition to some of the other things you were saying about why that was such a low cost move for the Browns, I think part of it is like Amari Cooper is great and nobody's questioning his abilities, but he's also had like a couple of injuries here and there. He's been traded once, I think, when he went from um, Raiders to the Cowboys. So like he's not a hundred percent home run sure thing. He's great. And he's going to be really good for the Browns. I think that's I think that's most people's opinion. But there are still a couple of things here and there where it's like, well, it's not like you know a hundred percent. You know, like nobody's calling him the best receiver in the league or anything like that. So I think Amari Cooper is great for the Browns because it came at a, at a, a great cost for them at low cost rather. And then also, I think it gives you at least a baseline of what you can start with in your receiver room. I think we've all talked about how much the Browns need more at wide receiver in addition to Amari. But if you didn't have Amari, you'd be struggling to find somebody to come to Cleveland for a price that you can afford, frankly. So like, you know, that the, uh, the Devante or not Devante Parker, what am I trying to say? Yeah. Devante Parker, um, move or, you know, like some of these other guys, they're going to be bigger name guys that are going to want more money than they deserve in, I, you know, my opinion. So you're getting the equivalent of a, a Jarvis situation just, you know, from another team. So it's a, a guy with a big name, a guy who's done some good things in the past, feels like he's earned the money, but maybe not going to give you the production that you want. And you're just going to have to overpay to get him. So I think the Browns did, did what they needed to for themselves. And then I think Amari is also going to be in a great situation, obviously, currently at least being the number one guy for, um, you know, a quarterback named Deshaun Watson. So I think he's in a great position. So that's the one I'd pick. Yeah. And I think also not to be, I mean, I, I think overall, just from a impact standpoint, I think that the, the short term Devonte Adams, just being probably the best if or second best receiver in the NFL going with his old college teammate, Derek Carr, Derek Carr, who, you know, I does gets a lot of disrespect who I think is actually a really good quarterback, you know, getting that number true number one guy. Um, I think that that's going to do a lot. And, you know, Josh McDaniels being there, you know, that's, it's a, that's a bloodbath of a division, but I think Devontae Adams is, you know, it's hard to say cause he's going from, you know, maybe the best quarterback in the league right now and Aaron Rodgers, but, but for Derek Carr and the Raiders, I think that that's going to, change drastically i do like the deal of amari cooper the best out of any of these changing because you know we didn't give up the first round pick and you know they're like people can say well you traded for the 20 million um guaranteed and you know amari's not tyreek hill and amari's not Devonte adams but guess what they, the browns also didn't have to pay amari cooper you know almost 30 million a year like the, the dolphins are and the raiders are like i think as far as what they gave up because they didn't give up a first round pick like those other two teams um, and in the Dolphins case, they gave up multiple picks. Um, 
to get to get Tyreek Hill. So like like you said, you know, they gave up such a small amount and you know his contract is is great for for the player that they're getting. So I think that you would probably probably take this one on that one. What about your just overall any any move by any team this season? Um what's your favorite, I guess, this far? And uh, you know, let's leave out Deshaun Watson just because, you know, we're kind of like in limbo on what we're gonna, you know, figure <laughs> where we're at with yeah. No, absolutely. Um, for me, it's a tie. After Deshaun, it's a tie between Matt Ryan to the Colts, and that's for two reasons. Number one, obviously, me being an indie guy, like it's great for the things that I want. Um, but I think the Colts have been a quarterback away for like two or three years, and just the way the Browns are, that window of all these young guys that are really good. I mean, the Colts had the most pro bowlers out of any team in the NFL last year, and they didn't even make the playoffs, which is crazy. They had the rushing leader by like 500 yards, Jonathan Taylor was. So you've got this window of all these great young guys, and that window is only open for so long. So putting a guy like Matt Ryan in there is a huge, huge thing for Indianapolis. The other one that I think ties that is as far as the level of importance to that team and the thing that really will make or break a team would be Tom Brady unretiring and coming back to Tampa Bay. I think without him, Tampa Bay goes into the same bucket as teams like the Browns, teams like the Saints, teams like the um, you know the Broncos, teams like the Colts, where it's like you have some pieces. Um, you know, they've got Chris Godwin, they've got Mike Evans, or I'm sorry, did Chris Godwin leave? Maybe I'm outdated on that. No, he's still there. Okay. So you've got like all these pieces in Tampa Bay and what are you going to do at quarterback? Because I don't even know who your backup is, to be honest with you, Gardner Minshew, maybe who knows? So like that to me is equally as important to Tampa Bay as Matt Ryan is to Indianapolis. So those are my two. Yeah, it's I do you listen to this podcast every once in a while, Aaron? Because you kind of sound like uh somebody that's you know, you sound like me a little bit. It's like the Browns back when you know we were still in the Baker limbo, we were like, Hey, this team has really got some good pieces, you know, we got all these great young players like Denzel, like Nick Chubb, like Miles Garrett. Are we gonna waste their window on the the you know, the a guy who at his peak is the eighteenth best quarterback in the league? Like, are we good is that what we're gonna do? Like we're gonna we're just gonna we're gonna spray and pray with this guy i guess like from year to year so i think that's why getting into sean watson was so important you know they put all their eggs in the basket like indy indy has a very good young core you know it's it's hard to be a new england or you know a pittsburgh like it's hard to just have a team that's competent and can compete and make the playoffs every single year it just doesn't work like that that's the cool thing about the nfl because there's so much parity so those are two really good ones. I uh, the Matt Ryan thing is is obviously big for you, um, but yeah, Tom Brady going back to the Bucks is that's a game that's like hey, like you said, hey, we don't know what the hell we're doing at quarterback. To okay, we're reloaded. We can make another run at the Super Bowl. We got pretty much everybody else back. Let's do this thing. Mine, however, is going to be Russell Wilson for a lot of the same reasons. Because we all, everybody talks about how Denver has this great receiving core. They have all of these weapons, you know, their offensive line is okay. They've got these studs, these young studs on defense, you know, before they traded Von Miller, they had Von Miller and, you know, uh, Bradley Chubb. And, you know, now they got Rodney Gregory and, you know, they got all these, these great secondary players, you know, they've got the, um, 
Patrick Sertain, uh, the second, you know, they've got the Justin Simmons at safety, you know, they've got these studs all over the place and they've just been cycling through quarterbacks ever since, you know, the sheriff left. Um, after that, pretty much they haven't made the, the, the playoffs since Peyton Manning retired after, since they won the Super Bowl. So they've just been wait. They've had this pretty good de- team, you know, year in and year out, but they've just been missing that quarterback. So I think that Russell Wilson changes a little more for, is the impact with I guess it's I guess it's fair to say that, you know, Brady unretiring, that's kind of different, but that's not really an addition, I guess. I mean it is an addition, but it, it was a, it was because only because it was a subtraction at first. So they did a pure addition You're back to net net neutral. Yeah, yeah. It's like nothing really happened. So I think that Russell Wilson being, you know, a you know, before last year we were gonna we would always say he's a top five quarterback because he's mm-hmm. earned that. Um, you know, he had a injury, you know, a little down year last year. So everybody's like questioning. I still think Russell Wilson is a top 10 quarterback. And I think that it's stupid to say anything other than that. So I think that that moves a little needle, a little more for the Broncos than Matt Ryan does for the Colts, just because, you know, Matt Ryan's, you know, not the, he's not Russell Wilson. That's fair. I guess just leave it at that. I don't want to yeah. drag. I don't want to drag Matty ice to the mud. He's a nice guy, but yeah, it's, but yeah, good. Uh, Damn, Aaron, you should uh, you should start a podcast or something, dude. You're pretty good at this. If you guys let me talk more often, you might find that I have some pretty valid opinions. You know, <laughs> if Corey <laughs> didn't spend 15 minutes talking about draft prospects that no one's ever heard of, then well, yeah, that's a, I have a, I have a lot to say as it is, and then you get once Corey does talk, he like talks for like 15 Game minutes over. straight. So we can't have a two hour podcast; it just wouldn't no, work. No, no. <laughs> no, no. This is this has got to be a two host max podcast or we're gonna we're gonna be start uh people are gonna have to start listening to us on like uh on road trips or something like that like we're a, a murder mystery podcast just plug <laughs> us in and you'll be yeah, in florida in segments. no time yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yes that's uh that's pretty much it though it's a it's a slow week man i'm i need some action because this is uh top, breaking like, down davante parker to the patriots is boring as hell i got better action for you all right give me your master's week meal Oh, we're not even gonna give you. We're not. We're gonna talk about Tiger first. How Tiger's coming back? I mean, yeah, but this isn't a golf podcast, so I'm cutting <laughs> to the chase. I mean, but uh, Tiger's an icon. Changes that he changes everything about golf. It's super awesome to have him back. Super. He said he's gonna play today. That's gonna be great. Um, I'm gonna be locked in this weekend. Usually, I you know golf tournaments. I'll watch them when I'm like hungover as a dog on Sunday and like trying to take a nap. But no, I may uh maybe watching this if he makes the cut on Friday. So. I'm excited about that, man. The Masters is just a the best golf tournament there is viewing wise on TV. So it gives me the same vibe as like opening weekend of uh, pro baseball, where it's like every it, nothing's like urgent necessarily until the end, but it's it's just relaxed. It's real slow. You got Jim Nance's golden pipes just slowly, yep. you know, wafting through your ears like. It's a it's very relaxing television, and I love it. My wife hates it, which makes me love it even more. Yes, it is. It is the go to Sunday program. Um, so you know, just party your ass off on Saturday, and then you can just be rocked like a little baby back to sleep Sunday mm-hmm. afternoon for your little nap. You'll wake up probably around like five thirty. Um, hopefully, tight. It's between like Tiger and my boy Brooks Kepka. Um, it's coming down to the wire and, you know, you just can start your week off next week off on just a great note. But yes, the Masters is back. Tiger's back. Life is good. 
But your question, uh, for those of you who aren't big golf people, um, pretty much the winner, the previous winner, like plans like the champions dinner, which is like if you have even the most random victor, which I'm sure there's some like random dude who the only golf tournament he's ever won is like the Masters or something like that, who's going to be showing up uh, come like whatever night they host this thing. But yeah, if you're a champion, if you're a previous champion, you plan this dinner. You get to pick the menu, so like pretty much whatever you want, and they'll cook it. And you know, all the former champions, you know, sit down. They have a dinner. They probably get have a good time. You know, um, so yeah, Aaron, my favorite. What's yours? Well, I'm not saying what your favorite one is. Well, what like, was you? What was your you no? Know. The well, question you, is, if you let's you say pick? if you won the Masters, yeah, what would you pick for the next year? You want me to go first? I'll go first. Yeah, you I love this is I don't know if you're going to like this or not, but I like it, obviously. I already um, hate it. Yeah, I know. Um, no, I love a really, really good burger that's like a breakfast themed burger. So you've got your bun, which goes on the griddle with plenty of butter. You got your patty, cheese, all that stuff. Then you put like hash browns or smashed tater tots, some sort of potatoes on there. Then you do another patty. And then on top of that second patty, you've got cheese, you've got egg. Um, and then I've, I've had one before where it was all of that plus uh, gravy on top of it. And then, Oh my know, God. Bun on top. Now it's like basically a heart attack and you have to eat it with a fork, <laughs> but it tastes so good. So a, a breakfast themed uh, cheeseburger, hamburger, whatever is, uh, is what I would go with. It's a very, very interesting choice. Like, you big burger guys that you're kind of, yeah, I mean, I'm not like a you know connoisseur or anything like that, but yeah, I like a good burger. Corey would have just thrown up, but because he like it does not do red meat, so he would have his uh his master's meal would probably be like um you know um, those popsicles and maybe maybe a nice Caesar salad. <laughs> but yeah, you're supposed to. They have like uh they have like abt. He's a big like rocket pop guy. I don't know if oh he still is. he was he was. A while ago, I don't know. We'd have to ask him, but the dude could—I've never seen someone put down as many, you know, rocket it's pops as frozen Kool-Aid. That's all it is. It, no, literally, it is, and it's like probably yeah, like the dude. I feel bad for him because he definitely has diabetes. He just—he's—they're <laughs> gonna be like you know, later setting symptoms. But yeah, the dude can straight put down some rocket pops. They won't discover it till he's too old because he only weighs 125 pounds. <laughs> it's from all the Caesar salad, but yeah, it's, yeah. It's, if your diet, I mean, I guess he's, it's about, it's about balance, right? I mean, he's getting the Caesar salad. He's and then the rocket pops, but yeah, dude, house is like Joey chestnut style houses, some rocket pops. So that would probably be his okay. dessert. Um, what would you got to have a dessert too? What would your dessert oh. be? And actually, really... yeah, you need an appetizer too. If your main course oh, is going to yeah. be the burger, you need an appetizer, need a dessert. I didn't think about an appetizer beforehand, so I have to think about that for a second. Dessert definitely is um, ice cream cake of some kind. I really like ice cream cake. Um, okay. I'm open to a lot of different flavors, but I, I always lean towards like peanut butter chocolate kind of uh, mixture. So that's good, like a vanilla, vanilla um, ice cream with maybe like Reese's kind of mixed in, something like that, worked into an ice cream cake. Um, yeah, appetizer is tough. I would say I would probably go with a salad. I do like a, I like salads a lot, so I would probably go with salad. Something a little lighter, just because the burger is a behemoth. That's 
That's fair. I was going to fall asleep on you, but I was like, no, I'm not saying that salad for health reasons. No, I'm not saying that for health reasons. But yeah, no, you're like, right. You, you have a heavy appetizer. Up. You're not eating the burger. You definitely need to balance it out. I can agree with that for sure. But, uh, but yeah, I don't you? know. Um, I still need to think my dessert, but I'm definitely, you know me, I'm always scheming. I'm always trying to get the edge. So, you know, if I'm playing, if I am, if I'm golfing in this year's masters and I'm the former champion, I'm trying to repeat clearly. Yeah. So if this dinner is on like um you know a Tuesday or a Wednesday, you know I'm my my appetizer is definitely going to be like just I'm just going to get the Taco Bell twelve pack, just get them all loaded up, dude. Just ground. <laughs> but you nastiest, have to eat it too. People are going to get suspicious. Ground beef. That's fine. I've been training for this meal all. Oh, I've just geez. been. I've been. It's like uh, the people back in the old days when they take a little bit of poison. So that when they poison somebody, when you know you're doing the whole, it's like, oh, I'll take a drink, but you take a drink first. Do they have bathrooms in Augusta, like on the way, like along the course, like at hole seven? Can uh, can Rory just like just say, hey, I got to pull off too many yeah, of these? Just, yeah, this is a good question. I don't think so. I've never seen someone just straight up leave in the or middle. Do they of the hide round. them? Do they hide them? Like the uh, I saw this thing that's like they bury all of the TV cables at the Masters because they don't want like camera cables running everywhere in their tv shots so they literally bury all of the cords that go between all the cameras so maybe they just do that with the bathroom you just like go around a tree there's like a secret trap door that you go downstairs and then it's just like a it's a good question that's we need to get some answers on that we definitely need to get if you know uh, we need to get stats on that so if you uh when you uh, resume your uh, regular duties, <laughs> I'm just adding more <laughs> work to my own. Who's running stats tonight? Anyways, but yeah, that's that's a good question. I've walked the Memorial Tournament in Columbus, and they would have like those things that you can drive. They'd have the metal things that cover the cords that you can drive over and stuff for like the golf course mm-hmm. and stuff. But yeah, I don't remember seeing a ton of cables, and I definitely don't remember seeing because you know you're drinking beer and stuff, and it's like it's like a mile to the bathroom, so you gotta like make sure you pick a right time to break the seal but yeah anyways back to my you know plan slash master's meal all right we get you know everybody's get some tacos in them you know we're they're just drowning that greasy ground beef that you know probably isn't even real beef um everybody's got you know a nice little base layer of that in their stomach and then then we bring out the skyline chili okay we're talking <laughs> spaghetti just absolutely drenched in Skyline Chili. Give them some onions. Maybe get some get that heartburn going. Oh my god! And then the cheese, just to kind of hold all of that in their stomach, block them up a little bit. You know, I want them to be feeling. I want to. I want them to feel each noodle as it exits their body the next day. <laughs> so then everybody's uh, feeling real bad, real full right now. Okay, and then you know I'm just gonna come in and you know what's the uh, what's the I'm doing a Ricky Bob here. The thin pancakes. What are they called? They're called like crepes. They're called crepes. I'm doing yeah. crepes for dessert, just because you know it's just a it's a uh, it's oh it's what's the word I'm looking for? They're delusion. They're deceptively thin. Like they look really thin. They look like they'd be light. They look like you know you know I'm you know, very I'll dense. A, yeah, I'll have a crepe. You know, just, hey, throw me hey buddy, throw me a couple crepes over here. I'll I'll finish my night with a couple crepes. And then you eat a couple, and you're like, "Oh, this is just all dough. Like this is gonna just feel, just make me feel terrible. Nothing but carbs, you know that fake meat from Taco Bell, and you know God's gift, Skyline Chili. But you know we know what Skyline Chili does to you. So, um, 
the Dayton Police Department just got a call from me because somebody needs to stop you. You need to be stopped. <laughs> An absolute diabolical is, plan. I know, dude. Just ruin some. I'm gonna not only ruin is, people's. I'm not gonna ruin people's are a danger to everyone around you. I'm not oh, gonna ruin goodness. their rounds, Aaron. I'm gonna ruin their fucking lives. <laughs> You're gonna ruin the course because everyone's gonna be shitting themselves. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the course. Augusta's just been shut down. I'll be the last person to ever win Augusta there. That'll be, and then you know what? Then you're, then you're a god. You're you're remembered for the rest of the time because you're the last guy to win the Masters. Because they're gonna have to close. They probably have to shut the whole city of Augusta down. Or I don't even know if it's called Augusta, but you know, this might just be the course. Oh, no. Yeah, that's my. Uh, that's our. Uh, you know, we should put that in a poll. Which we, uh, we should have people vote on the meals and see see where we're at with that. But, but yeah, I'll set that up. But yeah, fun stuff, man. Um, sorry we didn't get into there's, but guys, I mean, this is the off season, you know. There's gonna be some slow times, you know. Corey's gonna, you know, bail on us the last couple of minutes because he's got more important shit to do. Um, but you know, we're gonna be here. We're gonna be talking about <laughs> whatever it is we just talked about for the last four. Hey, man, drafts in like what, three weeks. Yeah, dude, I was really excited to do some draft talk. We were gonna go tonight was gonna be fun, but you know. We'll get life, to it. Life calls, but yeah, we're gonna we're gonna get to that. It probably hopefully next week we're gonna be really getting into some draft stuff um, with Corey because you know he's like I said he's got his his big uh, I think it's his first ever draft guide that he's gonna be putting out. So and you know he's the he's the staple OBR draft guy now. So he's he's big time and he's gonna have a lot of stuff. Um, it's gonna be fun because I know it sucks that we don't have a first round pick. You know what? That also doesn't suck having a top five quarterback on your team can't can haven't been able to say that ever so that's pretty cool too it's a lot cooler than having a first round pick so i know it stinks in the short term because you're like wow nfl drafts rolling around thursday night what the hell am i gonna watch browns aren't picking till 44 the next friday like kind of part kind of stinks but then just think about you know deshaun watson you know, missing a tackle in the pocket, you know, scrambling out to the right. He sees Amari Cooper in the in the back right corner, just throws it on a line to him. You know, Browns beat the Steelers 56 to nothing. Think about that. Everything will be okay. But yeah, we're going to do I should have you voice over the intro instead of the radio guys. That would probably go poorly. Because I am just, I'm sure most people have picked it up by now, but I like struggle with words. This is actually the wrong profession for me. <laughs> you got a voice for radio. <laughs> I do not. I do not. I don't have a voice for radio, and I don't have the uh, the vocabulary for it either. I'm like constantly, I'm like, while I'm speaking, I'm like, I know I have a word in this sentence that I don't know how to say or that I don't know that fits that I'm thinking about right now that I'm going to have to say in like five more words and then usually just botch it. That's why I have you and Corey. You guys are smart, so you guys help me out most of the time. Yeah, dude. Thanks for uh, thanks for filling in. Thanks for picking us up when we were down. It's no fun. problem. That's what I'm here for. Time. Hopefully, you guys had fun tonight. Um, I had fun. Turned out to be a good episode. If you had so much fun, you could leave a review, even though you won't. But yeah, nobody uh, nobody commented on the intro, even though I thought it was really cool, Aaron. Good job. Thanks, man. My wife said it was cool too. If that matters, I did see that on Twitter. Yes. So, new intro is pretty good. Hope you guys like it. Um, subscribe rate review you know that same shit i say every week nobody ever listens to it, but but yeah we'll get back to it next week for aaron myself riley
and Corey, who's with us in spirit. This is Nothing Rhymes with Orange, and we'll talk to you next week.